It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, December 27th. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Apologies for being off the air yesterday. I needed an extra day after Christmas to acclimate to what was going on in my stomach and also what was going on in the basketball world. So I appreciate you being patient. I'm here today, though, and what we're going to do is talk about that loss to the Nuggets in the first segment. We're going to go to the Christmas Day game in the second segment, including the fouls that may or may not have occurred in the final two minutes from Kevin Durant against LeBron James. And then we're going to preview the Jazz who the Warriors are playing tonight at Oracle. But first, I have some notes, some things I want to say. I was under the impression that Nike would have special Christmas Day uniforms, and they did not. Christmas, I guess, isn't as special to Nike as it is to Adidas. But, uh, you know, that tradition um, isn't one that we really needed to continue anyway. It's just another single event like the all-star game, like people are going to buy those uh, jerseys and then they're not even going to ever be used again. So um, I'm cool with them not having Christmas Day uniforms. Also, we've had a number of locked jump shots since the last time I spoke about the drinking game. Make sure that uh, if you're into that sort of thing, you're paying attention and take a shot every time the Warriors block a jump shot because that's something that's really difficult to do. And they're doing it one or two times a game still. So keep your eyes out. For that. Thanks for making do with my pre-coffee voice. I haven't had a chance to go get that delicious black gold yet, but um, I am here for you. It's my goal to make this podcast as informative as possible, to educate myself and in doing so educate my listeners on the history of the Warriors and what's going on currently and how their actions affect the community as well as what's going on on the floor. So I appreciate you all for listening. Make sure that you go to Facebook and subscribe or like Locked On Warriors and Locked On NBA Net. Go to LockedOnWarriors.com and bookmark the page and and keep listening every day. Because I'll have good material for you every single day. I produce this podcast from my home, so every listener helps. I appreciate you all for taking the time to join me for 22 minutes and talk dubs. I do want to mention the Laker game on Friday very quickly. The Warriors let the Lakers back in, uh, but Draymond had a great game, 11 points, uh, excuse me, 11 rebounds. Kevin Durant led the way once again, and multiple players had seven assists. But uh, they let the they let the Lakers back in in the third and fourth quarters and had to uh, move quickly to uh, put the game away. Jordan Bell was once again a revelation. 
but I've, like I said <clears throat> before, been talking about the Lakers a lot, so I'm not going to stick on this game very, very long. Moving on to Denver, one thing I really like is the Warriors are bringing in Kalina Azabuki ostensibly to train him to replace Jim Barnett. <clears throat> um, it seems like that's what's happening. So you've got JB and Fitz along with Kalina Azabuki in the booth, and Kalina is really, really sharp. I like him in the booth even more than I like him behind the uh, studio desk when he's with Greg Papa and Gary St. Jean and Monty Poole. Uh, he just does a really great job of breaking down plays, and you can tell he played basketball. Um, and obviously, he was one of my favorite players when he was with the Warriors uh, before injuries took him out. The Warriors did not play well in this game. They looked tired from the very beginning. Their offensive rating was an 86.6, which I'm pretty sure is the lowest of the season, as well as the score, 81 points, is also the lowest of the season. As I noted in my preview pod, Will Barton and Gary uh, and Wilson Chandler are, you know, known Warrior killers. Will Barton was a plus 19 in 29 minutes. Uh, and Wilson Chandler was a plus 13. They played good defense. Gary Harris was carrying them offensively for a little while. He scored four, excuse me, 19 points, and Nikola Jokic um, just couldn't be stopped. Uh, he was making from the outside. He was pounding on the inside. He had nine rebounds, and he was a plus 17. But like I said, the Warriors looked tired. They went 3 of 27 from 3, which is not going to happen very often. They had 17 turnovers, which is going to happen fairly often. But <clears throat> 17 turnovers in such a sh um, a slow-paced game really, really hurt them. Jordan Bell played very well once again, but had four turnovers, and he was a minus 7. Um, there were only a couple of players who played a few minutes who were in the plus column. Nick Young played 19 minutes and was a minus 18, so he didn't really contribute to the uh, Warriors' effort in this one at all. But this was from the top all the way down, just tired-looking Warriors. Obviously, it was a Sega Baba, second game of the back-to-back. -back. Uh, the Warriors usually win those games, especially when the back-to-backs are at home, but the schedule just caught up to them, I think. There was just not enough legs to push them past uh, the Nuggets, and the Nuggets came to play. The Warriors were getting beaten on every which way, on backdoor cuts, on moves around the basket, and definitely on second-chance points. They did not rebound the ball particularly well. But they just looked a step slow, and the and the Nuggets took advantage of that um, play after play after play. Perhaps the Warriors were looking ahead to the Christmas Day game. Perhaps they were uh, looking forward to December 24th, where they could spend Christmas with their families. But their head and their bodies weren't really in this game at all. And, uh, you know, you, you, it's an 82-game season, and you're down. You're, you're, you know, they're in the middle of a stretch of six games in nine days. And uh, there's going to be a few stinkers, uh, and they put up a stinker. But uh, luckily, the Houston Rockets are on a tailspin right now. <clears throat> They've lost three in a row, including the game on Christmas against the Thunder. So the Warriors are now in first place in the Western Conference, despite this loss. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? 
Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive-thru for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Lenovo. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. It is Draft Wednesday, and you know what that means. The Warriors are playing the night, and you definitely want to get in on it. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why Draft is my favorite fantasy site. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me. More than a million people have already downloaded Draft, too. Play in a real live NBA Draft right now. Be done in under five minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code LOWARRIORS. That's right, playing a real money draft for free just by using my promo code LOWARRIORS. But it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering Locked On Warriors podcast listeners a money-back guarantee of up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code LO. Now let's move on to the Christmas Day game against the Cavaliers. The Warriors were able to turn it around after that loss to the Nuggets and really play the Cavaliers well. It almost seemed like their game plan was to key in on LeBron James and let everyone else beat them, specifically Kevin Love. And James didn't have a great game. 20 uh, points with 6 and 6, but 7 turnovers. And uh, a few of those turnovers, he might have been fouled, especially late in the game. The front office did say that he was fouled on three separate occasions in the last two minutes that weren't called. And that last basket where he went up and Kevin Durant contested the shot, he definitely was fouled. So there is uh, a legitimate gripe that the Cavaliers have. But, you know, the game's a game and it's over now. And the Warriors won and there's no guarantee they would have not won if... Um, those calls had been made but Kevin Love with an incredible game 18 rebounds seven offensive to go along with 31 points he was uh, only nine of 25 from the field but he was six of 11 from three and it just kind of looked like we were just like okay let Kevin Love shoot even though he's a very good three-point shooter Um, he uh, kept them in the game for stretches and made sure that uh, he capitalized on their lack, the Warriors' lack of attention to him. And especially on the offensive end, seven offensive rebounds, the Warriors could have done a better job of limiting the offensive rebounds. They had The Cavs had 19 offensive rebounds total to the Warriors' 10. It seems to be a recurring theme. They didn't do well rebounding the ball against the Nuggets as well. And um, <clears throat> it... It affected the game. It gave the Cavaliers easy baskets and allowed them to stay hopeful. Draymond Green was really felt yesterday. His defensive rating of 91 bested the Warriors' defensive rating of 100.8 by 9 points, almost 10 points. He had 11 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 steals, and a block. 
Uh, he really filled up the stat sheet, though four turnovers, four turnovers for Kevin Durant as well, but a fairly low turnover game for the Warriors. A lot of players had zero. Klay Thompson had zero. Only 15 turnovers total, uh, and that really allowed the Warriors not to shoot themselves in the foot early. Another great game from Jordan Bell in 26 and a half minutes. He was 4 of 7 from the field. Uh, he needs to rebound the, jo- uh, the the ball a little bit better. Kevin Durant needs to rebound the ball a little bit better. He only had seven rebounds, six for Jordan Bell. Seven rebounds for Klay Thompson, so good for him, and six for Andre Iguodala. Uh, but that rebounding battle needs to be a little bit harder fought. Uh, back to Bell, though, three assists, a steal, a block, and only one turnover. He had a good game, and there's a lineup that I've been seeing that I've really liked. I like to call it the death toll, where they they replace Curry in the lineup with Jordan Bell. So it's Durant, Klay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, and Jordan Bell. And uh, the death toll lineup is really, really uh, effective defensively, and it still has plenty of scoring. And Jordan Bell knows where to be to get easy baskets from Draymond and Kevin Durant. And so uh, the offense is also very high powered because uh, players have to watch Bell uh, back on the on the back cuts. And in addition to following Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant around the perimeter, it's very difficult to do. And I, I want to see more of the death toll um, before Curry gets back because it is potent. The death toll lineup is new. We've only seen it in four games so far. I'm going to go into a bit of a statistical deep dive because it is Wednesday, but I did want to talk about this game. So we're going to talk about this lineup. Uh, Four games featured in three wins and a loss, and it's only been seen for 10 minutes, but it's a very, very, very potent 10 minutes, and it's, uh, excuse me, 18 minutes. And it's been a very potent 18 minutes um, in that the offensive rating is a 114.6 and the defensive rating is a 55.0. So that net rating is a 59.7 in 18 minutes, which is absolutely ridiculous. And the assisted turnover ratio is um, 1.29, which could be better, but is doable in a lineup without a point guard. The pace is middle of the road, a 98 which showcases their ability to get out and run, but also their ability to uh, defend at a high level for 24 seconds and also play set pieces that run the clock out. It's a late game lineup. It's meant to close out, like the death lineup before it is meant to close out games. We saw a good amount of it yesterday, and uh, it did its job. It closed out the game following LeBron's basket and 92 all the... Cavaliers didn't score again. Final score, 99-92. Not the most potent scoring lineup the Warriors have to offer. Of course, every lineup the Warriors have to offer is going to be improved on the offensive end with Stephen Curry. Uh, But Jordan Bell in the place of Curry ramps up the defense a lot. Uh, Ramps up the rebounding. The effective field goal percentage of this lineup is 51.4%. The Warriors have done better than that with many lineups with Stephen Curry, but without him, 51.4 is pretty damn good. They're also forcing turnovers on on 26.2% of their opponent's offensive possessions, which is ridiculous. 
the Warriors have so many lineups with injuries and with uh, the fact that they play 13 to 15 deep that there's not a ton of data on this lineup, but we will definitely see it more often. If Steph continues to be out, the death toll will be a big part of what the Warriors are trying to do going forward. All in all, a very good Christmas Day game, a game that the Warriors definitely needed to win when they're uh, kind of going back and forth with the Rockets, and a game that gave them confidence uh, without Stephen Curry uh, against, um, against LeBron and his juggernaut of the East. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. <laughs> Making you old fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. All right, let's talk about the Jazz, a team that's playing fairly well with or without Rudy Gobert. No Rudy Gobert tonight. He sustained a sprained PCL in his left knee and a bone bruise on his tibia. He's expected to be out a month, so they won't be seeing him until the middle of January. The Jazz are 15-20, and 20, so they have been hurting without Gobert a little bit. Uh, they're wanting to try to get back into the West playoff conversation. Uh, It's hard to do that without your defensive anchor and a guy who makes getting points on the offensive end a lot easier. He's got go-go gadget arms, but um, they are still a good team coached by a good coach, Quinn Snyder, and they have some good scorers. Great scorer in rookie Donovan Mitchell, who's averaging 17.9 points per game, leading the team. Rodney Hood is averaging 17.4 points per game. He's playing very well. So if the Warriors can make those two guys non-entities, I think that this is going to be a fairly routine game for them. Derek Favors leads the team in offensive rebounds by a long shot. Without Rudy Gobert out there, he gets 2.4 a game. And the Warriors have been not rebounding the ball on the defensive end very well. So they're going to have to watch out for Derek Favors, put bodies on him, box him out, and make sure that without Gobert, they don't get beat on the rebounding. On the Warriors' side, Andre is dealing with some lower back stiffness, but he's probable, and obviously Stephen Curry is out. We don't have an update on Jaja just yet. Here's the latest on Steph from Warriors PR. Golden State Warriors guard Stephen Curry, who suffered a sprained ankle on December 4th at New Orleans and has missed the last nine games, was reevaluated by the team's medical staff earlier today, today being Uh, yesterday, Tuesday. The evaluation indicated that Stefan continues to make good progress overall. After participating in one modified on-court scrimmage session late last week, the goal moving forward will be to build his tolerance by increasing his on-court practice demands and intensity. He will be reevaluated again on Friday. So it's looking like Steph is going to be back sooner rather than later, and his week-by-week prognosis is 
change to a day-by-day prognosis. And that's good news because the Warriors have a tough three-game roadie coming up. They have the home game against the Utah Jazz tonight and then a home back-to-back Friday and Saturday against the Hornets and Grizzlies, respectively. And then they're on the road. They hit the Mavericks, and on January 4th, they hit the Rockets, which is going to be the game of the year up to this point. Um, The first time the Warriors will have met the Rockets since opening night and We'll see how they match up, and hopefully Steph will be back for that game. Hopefully he'll be able to come back for the Dallas Mavericks game. And Hey, we might even see him on Friday or Saturday. But tonight, it's the Jazz. You can expect the same starting lineup, Patrick McCaw, along with Clay, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and probably Jordan Bell. Like I said, there hasn't been an update on Zsa yet, but I'm sure they're relishing keeping him healthy on the bench while making sure that Jordan Bell gets as much run as possible because he's learning a lot and he's playing extremely well. That's my podcast for the day. Make sure that you go to Facebook and subscribe to the podcast. Go to LockedOnWarriors.com and bookmark. Tomorrow we'll be going back in time. It's Throwback Thursday. That'll be the second segment. The first segment I'll be recapping the game against the Jazz, and I'll keep the third segment a surprise for now. Stay thoughtful, Hoopsheads. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.